0: Welcome back, everybody. It's Tara and Tacos. I'm Christy. I'm Michael. And uh, we're here recording again. We're like so busy and yet we both find time to come back (laughs) and record because... We do this because we love you.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and tacos. And
0: tacos. And uh, we're going to talk about like a real freaky movie today. <laughs> but first, we're going to talk about these goddamn tacos. Yes. That we just had. This was
1: fortuitous. You texted me. Y- you had connected with these yeah, folks. Yeah.
0: Like, I think they connected with me on Instagram. They, they sent me a message. And they were like, hey, why don't you come and... Try our taqueria. That's so awesome. And I I looked it up, and I found one close to Michael's house, and I said, you get the tacos today. There's this place, um, Taxco, T-A-X-C-O, Taxco Taqueria, or Taqueria Taxco. Um, And they're small, small operation. Yeah,
1: I went to the one on Ferguson's, like Ferguson, kind of close to 635, or Shiloh, like that area. Um, It is... a very small little restaurant connected to a, like, fresh Mexican grocer. Uh-huh. I, or, yeah. Yeah. And my... I don't... I didn't ask anyone. My theory is they're... Those are probably... I connected. Wanna, Yeah. Owned by the same family or something. It is a tiny place. I went in... I, it was super fast. You had wanted gorditas. Uh huh. And so I got two gorditas that you said are some of the biggest ones you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and two tacos, uh, 1150. $11. 1150. $11. And
0: lots of meat.
1: Uh huh. And as though it was even like, it, I was like, this is the place I'm supposed to be. Cause they were showing, uh, a telenovela. And so I was watching, not really following exactly what was happening, but I was totally entertained. And then it cut to a commercial for some place. Huh. some Somebody Brothers. Um, And it was two just insanely attractive actresses dressed as the shining twins. It's fake. I was like It's fake. This is is where
0: we're supposed to be. And I just I just have to say, and I did, as as I was eating this gordita, I told Michael, I said, I think this might be the best gordita I've ever had in my life. And that
1: is saying something. That
0: is saying something. I have had a lot of them. (laughs) For those of you who don't know what a gordita is, it's um it's a, a corn, like a corn patty that's, um, uh, cut in the middle and then stuffed with all sorts of goodness. Any kind of meat you want, lettuce, tomato, sour cream, but it comes with a bunch of stuff or it can be vegetarian. But, um, the secret is in the corn patty and, or the, the corn dough patty. And, uh, it was so good and so flavorful and, and then as I do sometimes, I will test the salsa because they'll give you salsas. Yeah. They'll give you a green one and they give you a red one. And I taste the green one and I was like, this is good. Yeah, I, was, I put
1: that on my taco. It was right. great. And
0: I was like, I'm going to taste the red one, Michael. Dude. And I took a tiny bit and I had to cough. Yeah. I was like, woo!
1: And I quickly said, well, if it did that to you, I'm not going to try it.
0: <laughs> I went to my refrigerator like with every intention of getting milk. And then I remembered I don't drink milk, so I'm up Shit Creek.
1: Uh, that's um, <laughs> I'm just gonna
0: have to power
1: power through. through. The tacos were delicious. I just got one on corn and one on flour. You would be proud of me when I ordered your gorditas. It was really funny. I went in and there was an older woman at the counter, and mm-hmm. I was fully prepared to order in Spanish because I can. That's like the yeah. I, I can at least do that. And <laughs> as soon as I walked in, the older lady turned around and said something clearly to. Either her nephew or son, and he came up and he was like, "Hey, man, what can I get you?" It's like, "All right." <laughs> but when he asked what meat I wanted in the gorditas, I just said fajita. I did not say fajita beef, Christy. I'm and so
0: proud of you. He did
1: not question it. And, no, he and, just uh, knew. Um, so it's great. It's I. You said there, I think, are three. I like? think there's
0: three. There's one in Irving, and there's one in Mesquite, Mesquite. and then there's this one on Ferguson, and it's Daxco, Taxco. T a x c o. I know that's confusing for some of you, and I'm, and probably in Spanish it would be pronounced Taxco. Okay. But people say Taxco. Sure. And it it is a
1: a little hole in the wall, sort of next to, like I said, connected to the, the grocer and then right next to a Texaco gas station. It was so good.
0: I can I cannot recommend this place enough. I really like I almost wept. It was so delicious. Yeah,
1: it was you said even before you taste just the aroma alone. The aroma
0: alone is legit. Like the aroma the 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 pre-taste is like wow, I, I something good is about to happen in my mouth. <laughs>
1: um
0: yeah, really cool. good.
1: So go visit them.
0: Go visit them and we're going to give them a shout out and I'm going to post pictures on the Facebook because the, the food was also beautiful to behold. Um I have a question for you about Please. about today's um <laughs> about today's movie. Uh-huh. So in the in the grand tradition, in the grand tradition of 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 directors and muses, right? Uh-huh. In the grand tradition of like a director who finds an actor that is his avatar, shall we yeah, say, on sure. on screen. We have John Carpenter and Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. We have David Lynch and Kyle, Kyle McLaughlin, McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. you know, what are, I mean, there's a, there's yeah. a few.
1: Do you even like L- Lucas Spielberg slash Harrison Ford, yeah, like, absolutely. you know? Absolutely.
0: Uh, do you think that Panos Cosmatos has found his avatar in Nicolas Cage? I, do. I
1: had, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I had not thought of that. I think. Yes, if they're...
0: If they continue to collaborate. They might
1: be the only two people on Earth who... Understand. Understand what they're trying to accomplish in the movie Mandy. Mandy,
0: in case you had not guessed, we are talking about, what was 2018? Yeah. 2018, Mandy, Mandy starring Nicolas Cage and directed by Panos Cosmatos.
1: Who was a... Clearly a, a Greek gentleman, but was born in Italy and raised in Canada. Uh-huh. So, wow, but I mean... Is, that's weird. That is, yeah. And I was also like, that's the most Greek name I've I know. ever seen. It
0: also explains a lot. I mean, I don't know. It it does. It, it does to me. That
1: combination of yes, things it's so, in what this movie is?
0: Yes. So, first off... <laughs>
1: what is this movie?
0: <laughs> what is this movie? First off, I have to say, I... Did I? I didn't not like it. Me neither. I in like really enjoyed it. Sure. Several times for different reasons. reasons. Uh huh. And I my only wish was that, and I think I texted this to you. Yeah. My only wish was that I had taken some hallucinogenic drugs. Yes. While I was watching it. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do
1: drugs. They're bad. But I had the same wish, and uh, you and I are both have been so busy. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: Not that you and I are just taking hallucinogenic drugs, but, like, I had to watch this stone cold sober, like... Me too. ...in between a rehearsal and a preview. And And
0: I had to watch it in the morning before I I had to go to rehearsal. Rehearsal.
1: So, it it is... I would not suggest that that's the way to watch it. Like...
0: you should at least have a drink.
1: Yeah, right? You should like you relax. something you should be mellowed out in a yeah. way where you're like, Nick Cage is gonna stare at the camera for seven minutes while this weird rock and roll half metal score plays. <laughs> and if you're sober, you're like, oh for fuck's sake, come on. But I feel like if I was a little more laid back, I would have been fine with yeah. it. yeah
0: yeah, I mean, I think if your doctor has prescribed <laughs> xanax or Valium for perfect. You, I think you should take some.
1: yeah, I mean it's I've seen it described as a psychedelic revenge story was one of the phrases I saw used okay. to describe it
0: yeah, I guess, I guess that's that's a good way to describe it. it
1: It is at its core if you just want to talk about. Plot, plot uh-huh. wise, it's actually quite simple. Really
0: simple and, and traditional, not anything super Nick, new.
1: Nick Cage plays, uh, a, a
0: lumberjack? I guess he's a lumberjack. We um, see him. Is it the, the Great Northwest? Yes. Are, like, so they live somewhere in the Northwest.
1: Yes. And he, right? we kind of see him chopping down a yeah, tree, right? Him
0: and his girlfriend or mm-hmm. his wife, his wife, I think, him Mandy. And his wife, uh, Mandy, live in this, amazing house in Mm -hmm. the forest made of windows. (laughs) Is that, am I right? Yes. Am I right? Yes. I was like, is this house made of windows?
1: Yes. And she, so he, he is a a lumberjack or something in the, I I just assumed in the lumber industry, right? Uh Uh-huh. Because we meet him, he's chopping down a tree. It's the end of work. In slow motion. In slow motion. And then a helicopter has to pick him up. Yeah. To fly him back to. Because
0: apparently there's somewhere like.
1: Deep deep, deep 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 in the deep. woods did forest. you notice
0: like it was really really he really deliberately i just thought it was funny that he was playing a lumberjack and like i i can just see this as something that would occur to nicholas cage and he'd go this means something uh-huh that he deliberately like flicks his cigarette i mean he it was yeah. just funny to me i don't know yes it, it was
1: in the in the forest in the forest yeah right yeah yeah um uh, it's he. We we meet him briefly there. He flies back, comes home to Mandy into the house made of windows. Yeah, they obviously have a a very lovely yeah. relationship. You get
0: the feeling that you know they they've they have purposefully and deliberately made their home away from, from civilization. From civilization.
1: She is an artist, right? Who the best I can describe it draws. Things or paints things that are akin to the heavy metal cartoon. Right, right,
0: right, right. (laughs) Like she, it reminds me of, oh my God, what's the name of that, um, that, uh, artist that, that, that. Ah,
1: Shit, I know who you're talking about. You You know, those
0: barbarian. Yes. Yeah, like Bor, Bor Borga, Borga, Volga, Vargas. Vargas, I'll think of it later, but it's those, you know, Busty babe on a mammoth, yes. type of you know fighting
1: maybe a wizard like it doesn't right it doesn't like really know.
0: fantasy novel covers yes yeah yeah
1: totally which is like I guess why it reminded me of heavy metal or yeah. like the show called Wizard fantasy it's not yeah. real sci-fi and they are clearly in in love right um, yeah it's
0: like this weird thing like uh, because she's not your she's not your typical protagonist no in in, in, in that she doesn't look like your typical.
1: Hollywood. Hollywood movies. leading she's lady. Lovely, she's be
0: I mean, I appreciated it. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's she's has like an otherworldly beauty to mm-hmm. her that is then uh amplified by Clearly, Mr. Cosmato's aesthetic, yeah. he clearly likes late 70s, early 80s yes. chicks.
1: Yeah, right? and, and so much so that this movie is set in 1983.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, okay. um,
1: it, and it's brief. It flashes on the screen, and I think the only sort of hint at that is you hear Ronald Reagan... On the, the radio, radio.
0: That's right. Yeah, but you know, she's wearing like an um, ACDC t shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's got long, straight black hair. <laughs> uh-huh. and, you know, she Twitter wears like drawings. Aviator blue blocker glasses, mm-hmm. you know, so she's like, you know, he likes. Alternative girls, I guess, for this one. And then they
1: they make love. They
0: make love on the stars because their bedroom is made of windows. Uh, Right.
1: With the help of a bizarre red light that Mr. Cosmatos employs in various scenes. As many
0: times as he possibly can, (laughs) can. the red light is there and we... Kind of quite don't know why. why, and after a while you don't care. It's no, just like, oh, it's this just part is of it,
1: and yeah. uh and then I guess this is this is one thing, and I guess because again I was stone cold sober, man, it is like forty minutes before we actually have like the inciting incident of yep. this movie, yeah, and that is that's long. That
0: is long. It's long, and and you, I mean, it's a lot of. Wait, is it forty minutes or just did it just Maybe seem it just seemed like, like forty, 40 minutes?
1: minutes? I don't know. I don't
0: know. It was a long time, and and it's a it's just like a long time of us getting to know Mandy and,
1: and yeah. And I, don't even, I don't even remember what we're name. just gonna call him Nick Cage. Nick Cage, I mean, come yeah. on.
0: And how beautiful their love is, uh-huh. you know? It's and
1: unlike any other it's love. It's
0: Unlike any other love, and. And they just like to sit on the couch and, and stare out their window. And stare house. out their window house, and at some point, she tells him a story about her father killing starlings or
1: uh huh. It's some, so it's, bizarre. It's, it's
0: really bizarre, and I there's they are somewhere where you can see the northern lights, uh-huh. right? Or is that just in their mind? I
1: that's a good question because there are uh, absolutely places in like in the northwest. In the northwest, I think that you can. Maybe, I don't even know. But it's like, is, are they really seeing it? Is it just part of the aesthetic of this movie? And then like, so you're meeting them, and then of course, meanwhile, we are introduced to sort of an apocalyptic Jesus cult? Yeah,
0: like, so, so Mandy, Mandy is like, Mandy's walking down the road because she walks through the forest in her underwear a lot.
1: Despite Um, the fact that everyone else has to wear a heavy coat. Right, right, right. She doesn't care. She
0: doesn't care. (laughs) She walks in in the forest and barefoot, which Uh I think that's dangerous. That seems
1: dangerous. But whatever. Whatever.
0: (laughs) So she's walking down the forest road or whatever, and... She, oh, and she's been dreaming of like the serpent or she's, she's, (laughs) she's been dreaming about like, what is it? What does she say? Like searching for the, the, the dragon eye of the
1: serpent. So she's looking for like a, she's, yes, she's dreaming or visioning sort of the dragon serpent eye. There's also – I might be mixing up the timeline. There's talk of, like, a warrior rising. Yeah. There's a lot going on, y'all. There's a lot going
0: on. and But, you know, she's been like, I'm dreaming about this serpent eye or something. Uh I don't know. Anyway, so she's walking down the road, and she – then you see this, like – slow mo well everything's, everything's slow mo so it doesn't yeah. make a difference but
1: you see it's like it's a double like slow mo this
0: double slow mo look on her face where she's just like where her, you see her eyes through her through her blue blockers uh-huh. like kind of like widen up like what's coming down the road uh uh-huh. and it cuts to the other side of the road. It's just a van, yeah. right? That's driving towards her but she seems to know that there's some Yes I don't,
1: there's I don't know there's some connection Maybe, there. I don't know.
0: I, I, anyway Then it cuts to inside the van, and there's a bunch of freaks in the van, Uh right? And just weird people, that's all I mean. I'm sorry. Is that on PC? Nah, whatever. They're weird. And this kind of like Jesus-like...
1: Kind of like a cult. A a cult
0: leader. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: yeah, he has all the like sort of trappings of a cult, of a cult leader.
0: leader. He has these people, these sycophants Uh who follow him and there's like five or six of them. And one of them is a young pregnant woman. Uh Another one is an older woman.
1: And he talks in like weird drug addled church talk. Right. I mean,
0: and you know, we're going to talk about it later, but when we get to the scene, I think that's gotta be one of my most favorite, hilarious, terrifying scenes that
1: I've ever seen. Yeah. It's so insane. so
0: insane. So he wakes up because he's asleep in the van. He wakes up and he sees Mandy walking down the street and he locks eyes with her. Uh And you know, he's a cut leader. So he knows.
1: Sure. She's the one. And then they have almost like some sort of weird dream fasting moment where I was like, Are they talking? Are they on the spirit plane? What is happening? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That was sort of like my progression of thought throughout this movie. Like, what is is that? Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, just believe. (laughs) Just
1: believe. Just, Just trust. Just trust. And so... Shit totally goes down. Yeah, shit
0: totally goes down. He decides, they go back to wherever the the cult lives, Uh right? And, uh, I don't, which I don't know where it is. (laughs) And he decides that he, that Mandy's the one. Uh He needs Mandy. Yes. And, uh, so they all decide they're going to go to their window house and -hmm. and get Mandy. Mandy. And it's in the middle. Oh, but for, no, but they, the way they're going to get Mandy is they have to summon these, Warriors, (laughs) warriors <laughs> yeah. like they have the, they have to summon the, they have to make a sacrifice yes. to these warriors, warriors. it's I, like
1: i think mad mad Max? yeah they <laughs> look and they're sort of like there's a weird moment okay try to follow me this is at least was my thought process after it goes down and they make the sacrifice i know we'll come back to that right nick cage watches his television and there is an ad on TV that looks like a macaroni and cheese ad.
0: Oh, my God.
1: But it's for goblin cheese. Goblin cheese. And so I was like, okay, so these weird Mad Max leather S&M warriors are like this movie's version of goblins? I guess.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't either, dude. I don't either. I was like, <laughs> goblin cheese? Yeah. Like, Is that his statement on the... What we eat. In the I mayor? don't. I ah, don't or, know. Because I couldn't make the connection.
1: The, and I, I might. This literally might just be a connection I made in in trying, like forcing right. some sort right, of right, connection. Right. 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 But it's things. like it's
0: you know it's very rare that you get a movie where you have a commercial for goblin cheese. huh. And then later someone forges. A, a, a sword. A sword,
1: axe, axe weapon, whatever,
0: yeah. Whatever. You know, and you see the entire process of, yeah. of forging metal. Uh-huh. Uh, and you're like, yeah, I get it. You're making a sword. Anyway. So the sacrifice. So, like, so he goes, but first we have to get the warriors yeah, or whatever. Because uh-huh. like, they're the ones that are going to help him. And take fat ass because this poor guy, he's going to be sacrificed. Yes. Anyway, so <laughs> they summon these weird
1: Mad Max. and Mad yeah, Max. T-
0: Type warriors that also reminded me of, like, the weird gang that drives into Anthony Michael Hall's house in Weird Science. In Weird
1: Science, totally. Uh, like, yeah. so
0: I don't know what was going on there. Yeah, anyway, I mean, they come in, they give him a cup of blood, I guess. Sure. He drinks this chunky blood, uh-huh. or whatever it is, and they go to the window house.
1: Yeah, to get Mandy. To get
0: Mandy, and they, t- they put a hood over her head, and then... I don't know, like something weird. Like some shit goes down. I can't remember if it takes like forty minutes between they when they get to the I, house and then when they actually do. It. Anyway, so then, so then you see them drag. You, you no, know, I'm confused. Okay, wait, wait, no, wait. No, you're, wait, I got it, I got, you're got it. on it. So they get there. They, they, they. Clunk Nick Cage over the head, Uh so he's out. Then they bring Mandy into the living room, and all the cult. This is the scene where all the cult members are like sitting in the living room, and Mandy's tied up, and they've given her some sort of drug. Oh, the 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 giant ass hornet.
1: Yes, that. Which is some uh, version where, of, I don't know. I don't do you, know. Where do
0: you get the whole, I don't know.
1: I don't know. Anyway,
0: so they give her some drugs. Yeah. And yes, yes. And then the cult member, the cult leader's like, hey, I'm the cult leader. Yeah, he's
1: super culty. You
0: know, and I love you, and I believe it's beautiful, and I've lived uh-huh. with many women, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then he he disrobes.
1: <laughs> oh, God, yeah, he does.
0: He disrobes, he disrobes, and <laughs> I wanted to laugh and cry
1: and I was <laughs> terrified and run away thing, and
0: run away, but also like morbidly curious yeah. as to what was happening anyway. So right there in front of everybody, he offers himself to Mandy, right? And Mandy laughs, right? Mandy basically laughs at him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the next thing we see is. They they burn her.
1: They burn her alive. He they burn has, her alive. He has a line because he's like shh, like tied up. Nick Cage with razor wire oh, or yeah. something, and he has like a super like cult leader line where he's like, you know what the problem with the Christ was? <laughs> he didn't give a sacrifice, and I'm like, okay, okay, I, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there if were a lot of existed, issues going I mean, on. There's lots
0: going sure. on there, but
1: so the sacrifice then be this sacrifice then becomes burning Mandy alive I guess um
0: and I I do have to say that that that, that, that the, the burning sequence like when they they, mm-hmm. they burn her um that was kind of scary it was like, it was done really well
1: and I will say like for all of I mean we could talk about what this movie is but for all of whatever the movie is man he he had a very specific aesthetic uh-huh and uh, executed it very effectively. It, I and thought, it, and
0: there were parts of the movie that were
1: beautiful, beautiful to look at. Beautiful yeah. to
0: look at. Beautiful to look at. And I know it sounds weird to say, but but this moment where they they burn her, it, it's not beautiful. It's terrifying. But it's ca- shot
1: impeccably. It's
0: shot impeccably, and you're kind of you're you're looking at it. You know what you're looking at, and you go, "Am I really looking? Yeah,
1: at is this what's this? happening? Is this really, yeah. what's happening?" It's, um, it's
0: shocking and and ugh.
1: And then so after she's burned alive, you yeah, now. Yeah. It turns into very much a sort of like hardcore kind revenge. of revenge piece. Yeah,
0: almost like the f- like Road Warrior. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: but like you wow. said, we have a moment, like a, not just a moment, minutes of all of a sudden he's forging this like seemingly mythical weapon. Right, it, we are. We have not been like, shown in any way why he would have a forge. Like, we don't know why he has a forge. <laughs> yeah,
0: like he's nobody's told us. No, and then suddenly it's like a Conan the Barbarian Barian. moment where he's like forging the weapon. He's, he's melting metal Me- and yeah. pouring it into and the making thing. a
1: weapon that looks unlike anything else. Also, oh God, we can't, we haven't even brought this up. This is intercut with weird. Fantasy '80s animation moments. Oh, that's
0: right. Where we see he dreams. He, dream- he dreams in animation. He dreams in
1: animation in that very specific style, uh, and he sees Mandy as like the topless me, warrior, warrior queen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't and he, either. He
0: decides. You know, they leave him to die because yeah.
1: he's, he's uh, always up. a mistake, y'all. Yeah, always a mistake. If you have a chance, you gotta kill he Nick just, Cage. You gotta you know? kill Nick Cage. Not he's in real gonna, life.
0: He's gonna come back at. Yeah, because
1: if you don't. He will come get you yeah.
0: anyway. And so there's a long, drawn out scene that I was not fond of, where he has to pull his hand oh, out, out god, of the Oh my god, dude! Wire. And I was
1: like, "That's it was so long. Oh, it was so like, long." Come on.
0: And then he has like these weird, like. Because, like, the first part of the movie, there's not a lot of
1: dialogue. No. Barely any dialogue. Which is why I think it's so slow, like, the first part of the movie.
0: Then we get into the second act where he becomes the warrior. The warrior. And he goes to see his friend who lives in the trailer. Yes. And his trailer tells him the story of these other warriors who apparently they got a bad batch of, of LSD? LSD
1: and were never right after yeah so yeah. now they
0: have to drink blood or something yeah
1: sure and be a Jesus cult slash goblin I don't know yeah but goblin uh, cheese yeah so he kind of is like That's my
0: next band goblin
1: cheese great band name he's kind of like he gives us exposition but like <laughs> an hour and ten into the movie yeah
0: <laughs> like, it's so weird. so weird
1: so weird and I think and, was,
0: then he ha- and this is where he starts to have cheesy one liners yes and I wanted to make a note of them and I, now I don't remember But it's,
1: it's bizarre because it's, he has like a cheesy joke that he tells when he gets home to Mandy, but that's like, it's like, knock, knock. Who's there? Eric Estrada, Eric Estrada, who Eric Estrada Estrada from from Chips, but that's like just goofy goofy shit that they do. Yeah. Right. I had no problem with that. Right.
0: But But this is like, this is like the guy, his friend tells him this like whole story. And and then he says, you can take those arrows or whatever it is he gives him and he goes, but you, you've got to know. That you're not going to come back alive. Right. Like you're, you're going to go get them and you should go get them, but there's, you have very little, little ch- chance. And it's, yeah. it's a really serious moment. And he was
1: very good. He
0: was very, oh, I love that actor. Yeah. He I was love fantastic. that actor. Um, and, <laughs> and Nick Cage goes, don't be
1: negative. Yeah. And I'm like, and that's like the first. And then like we have later when he gets stabbed, he's like, that was my favorite shirt. I'm yeah. like, what movie are we what in now? What movie are we in? I was texting with my brother-in-law who had, what up, Spencer? Spence had seen this months and months ago and he kept telling he's like, please, you have to watch it. I don't know what to say about this movie. And I was texting him today and we came to this one part we were talking about, and it was like, it's almost like if Sam Raimi had taken Evil Dead super fucking seriously. Yes. <laughs> like, oh my god, that is so true. And like that's and Spencer and I both were like, but I don't know if that's a good thing. I not
0: <laughs> 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 oh, know Oh god, I hadn't even thought of that, but at, you know, I was texting with my son because my son is an ironic Nick Cage fan. Oh man. Fan.
1: One of the biggest ironic Nick He's Cage fans. He's an ironic
0: Nick Cage fan. And I in the middle of it. But deep it,
1: down does he love him?
0: I think he does. <laughs> I think he does.
1: Dante, you got to let us know. You
0: got to let us know, but I did I have to say that like the, you know when when he discovers, he gets loose. He gets loose. He goes into the house <laughs> Into the bathroom, into that weird ass bathroom. Yeah. What the?
1: Why fuck? is that bathroom why in the house, Christy? Why does that bathroom exist? Don't <laughs> know. Why does that
0: bathroom exist? I don't, I don't, exi- I don't understand. Man, it
1: was Cosmatos, damn it! No,
0: <laughs> and it's it's like I don't know. I I was sitting there and I was like, is this bathroom his like little homage to Argento? I have no that, idea. And I, like, like it could be.
1: And there are clearly like for the like weird Sam Raimi thing that Spence and I were talking about. They're so. Also, obviously, heavy influences from Argento. Oh,
0: totally. Totally. Anyway, so, like, that whole sequence where he he grabs the bottle from the cabinet, and it's him getting angry. Yes. Right? It's, I like, I can't even describe it, but I paused it, rewound it, shot it on my iPhone.
1: And sent it to Dante. Texted it to my
0: son, and I said... Please watch this movie and tell me what you think. Like, please, because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm watching. Right. And I don't know if to take it seriously. And we have both
1: done enough drugs in our lives to, like, get what's, like, trying to be done. Exactly. And
0: we've both done enough, like, weird avant-garde theater. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like, and I was still, like, I have no idea. What am I I mean? And yet, I'm not sure I don't
1: like it. No. And I, part of it was, I, I absolutely loved the score. (laughs) Oh yeah. Like I thought the score embraced the Yeah sort of like over-the-top ridiculousness of it, but was also still really well composed. Like I kind of thought the score was perfect. Yeah. And so it highlighted some moments. Also, for all of Nick Cage's insanity, there was a time when this dude was one of the best in the game. Dude,
0: we were just we were just talking. I mean he's He's won an Oscar. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything.
1: But but I mean, but he earned like that is a well-deserved Oscar. And I'll tell
0: you, like, of all my favorite, if you were to ask me what my favorite teen movie Mm -hmm. was, you know, from the 80s. What's your
1: favorite teen movie, Christy?
0: Hands down. Valley Girl.
1: Valley Girl. I mean, it's a great movie. And he was
0: 19 in that. And he's great in it. He's so good in it. He's so good in it.
1: And I came to it a little late. I think this is like Uh where you were cooler much earlier than I was. (laughs) Well, I'm older. Um. But I remember seeing Valley Girl even when I was older uh-huh. and being like kind of blown away by what he was doing.
0: Yeah, and it's you know I saw it recently. Mm-hmm. It holds up. That movie holds up as like a little time capsule of that time. But also, he's a really good it's actor. He's really good. I it's mean, really good.
1: And and um, raising Arizona, raising Arizona is one of my favorite movies ever made.
0: Moonstruck is one of my favorite movies and ever so-
1: made even as he like does his career has taken such a bizarre fucking turn and we can I don't know talk a little bit about that but like even if he's doing weird crazy Nick Cage stuff like he's lost his mind Nick Cage stuff like dude he's still compelling to watch he still can hold the camera I mean right. he, there was a reason he was a fucking movie star right you know? absolutely so he's I I never w- wasn't entertained by him no
0: I I always I'm like he's doing something. something like he's doing something and it's like so for the rest of the movie after he escapes the razor wire he's covered in blood
1: and forges his mighty weapon and
0: forges his mighty weapon and then you know he knows he has to go find these dudes uh-huh. that are in like this s&m jesus cult or whatever. Yeah. And he just finds them like
1: yeah. There's no there's no no like there's no planning.
0: (laughs) There's like the planning period. (laughs) What would be the planning period? Or like this is my strategy. Right is. Let's watch him forge, forge a, a sword instead, yeah. or an yeah. axe. Because
1: his friend who helps him, the older guy who we both really like, basically is like, "Last I heard, they were somewhere around this." Okay. And
0: then next thing, <laughs> and then it cuts to him in the forest shooting, shooting an arrow at one of the guys. It's like, "Oh, I guess he found him.
1: Yeah, Thank. and dude, even that. So he shoots the guy. <laughs> he shoots the guy. The guy doesn't. The guy's on a motorcycle, of course. He shoots the guy. The guy comes off his motorcycle. Cage is like, "I'm gonna get in my truck and or truck car tr- and drive over him." <laughs> And then he hits him, but the truck flips. And I'm like, so they're also, like, they're magical? I don't... I don't know. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know. know. Um, And this all, like,
1: culminates, like, all of this revenge culminates, basically, in an insane chainsaw fight.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. So he, he continues, like, one by one. He picks, picks off, them off. He sure. Picks them In off. like
1: typical, kind of, like.
0: Yeah, typical, like. Revenge, revenge plot. Revenge plot movie. But, you know, he, it, it's, he didn't have to do a lot of work for no. it. No. Um, no. I think because we've spent so much time.
1: Yeah, there's not time left to do I There's do no a time of, to yeah. do a
0: lot of that work. So anyway, he, he, he finds the cult leader in, in this weird little church. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He finds this cult leader. <laughs> In this place. And he has to go down to these catacombs. And <laughs> where there's a,
1: a giant cross.
0: Where there's a giant cross. And I was like, wait, hold on a where second. Where out. we? Like, even I'm offended by this. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I don't know where that was. Um, and so he finds the cult leader in like the final chamber of this like long tunnel. <laughs> and the cult leader like, makes him get down on his knees and the, I mean, I did like this scene, yeah, yeah. Where the cut leader's a total pussy, yeah. And he's like, "I will suck, suck your, your dick, dick yeah. man." That guy's good.
1: Yes, like, I don't know who that guy was. I want to say this. And one fun thing, another sort of fun thing about, I guess, like this went to Sundance, and yeah. it obviously had a budget, right? Right. Oh, a totally. significant budget, totally. But you could tell, like, like I think a lot of independent filmmakers, so good on on. Mr. Cosmatos. Panos. Panos. was like, hey, we're gonna pay Nick Cage, whatever it is you pay Nick Cage. I don't even know what you pay Nick Cage at this point, but we're gonna pay Nick yeah. Cage. And then we're actually just gonna surround him with talented people you've probably never seen. Right. The guy who plays his friend is in stuff. He's in Hedwig and the Angry Inch and some yeah, other things. And
0: he's like he's he's a, a an Been actor around from forever. way back and he's a really good but, actor. But I can't the, remember his name. The
1: cult leader, I'm sure, has done some stuff, but a also, few things. also just seem like, hey, that's just a talented guy. Yeah. And so we don't Nick Cage is our star. We don't have to surround him. And I actually liked that. that yeah. Because they were playing really weird fucking parts and, like, Throwing themselves into it. Yeah. You know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And then that we. And absolutely. The all suck like, your I'm dick scene
1: is. The just... all suck
0: your dick scene is. Might be like my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah.
1: It was fantastic. And
0: then, you know, Nicolas Cage is like, no, I'm
1: going to kill you. I'm going to kill you, man. That's not why I'm here. You know? And he.
0: Then the, the cult leader gives this big speech about why he's better or whatever. It ends up dying anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's it. And I that's mean, basically it. But wait. There's the scene when he gets in the car after he's killed them all, uh-huh. right? And he's like driving home, I guess. Yeah. And he, he looks towards the passenger side and he, he sees Mandy. Uh huh. He sees Mandy sitting next to him, ghost Mandy spirit, whatever sure. you want. Sure. And then it cuts back to Cage and he's just like, he's he got this insane. like weird, insane smile yeah, on his Yeah. Oh
1: my God, dude. And,
0: and, uh, is that the end?
1: That's yeah. That's basically it. And and
0: I, we and just and so you know, dude, we haven't spoiled. We haven't, we haven't spoiled anything for discussing
1: you. Discussing the plot of this movie just is not seeing the movie. It's like, not it,
0: seeing the movie. The, there's there's no way, Mike and I, the, and we're pretty creative. There's no way we could do no, just this. No plot was
1: movie. like ninth or tenth on the list for uh-huh. for, for the, these filmmakers. Yeah. Also. I guess it must just be through his company somehow. Elijah Wood is one of the producers on this, which means really? Yeah, and he's been a producer on like multiple sort of low budget oh, that's horror why. movies.
0: You know you know what? That's why I saw a picture of Elijah Wood with Panos. Okay. Like, there's a I've just I was looking
1: up, Okay, and it, that came up and that
0: popped up yeah. And, like Elijah Wood's. And like, he's Bob one
1: on. of the he's one of the he's I'm sorry, this is like one of many I guess that's one of the things Elijah Wood does now. Hey man, yeah. he's hey, got Frodo money, he can do whatever he wants. He can do wants. whatever
0: he wants. Yeah, so this like I mean there are a lot of great things about this movie. The cinematography is like nothing I've ever seen and so it's it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. And beautiful like I said, the score I, the score I think. The score is fantastic. If, and if you want if you wanna see Nicolas Cage at his most Nicolas-y Nicolas Cage. Cagey Yeah. This is it. Yeah,
1: and so I read I was I have a question for you. I read two different reviews. One refers to this movie as a masterpiece.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: One refers to it as trash.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Is it either? Is it both? Is it something in between? Like, what What do... I? Th- well,
0: I think that there there are... I think that... Th- okay, how, <laughs> how do I answer this? Like, you know I like cheesy movies. Sure. Like, I'm a huge fan of trashy things. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, on a certain level. Like, I'm, I'm not going to compare showgirls to the godfather. Right. right? But you're
1: still gonna really, really really enjoy enjoy watching showgirls. showgirls. Right? Sure.
0: Um, I think that there, that there's trash that can be sublime. Okay. I think that, that this is a, a masterpiece of trash. A
1: masterpiece of trash. Okay. Or,
0: or a trashy masterpiece.
1: A trashy, okay.
0: Like, because, you can't say that he didn't have a point of view. No, you can't say that he didn't have a vision. And
1: I and I think, I, I think he made the exact fucking movie he wanted to make. I think
0: he made the movie he wanted to make. And there
1: is something to be said for that. Um, like and, when,
0: when we ta- and this this is like oranges and apples, but like when you take something like I know Who Killed Me, uh, right?
1: Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan, uh-huh.
0: and that director is just basically like. You know, doesn't know how to steal the best parts of other
1: movies. Right, he's trying and he can't. He, he's trying and he sure. can't.
0: Right. He wants it's, to be
1: David Lynch, but he, has no but idea has how to, has be, no David idea Lynch. How to yeah. be
0: David Lynch. This guy is genuinely and authentically panos cosmatos. Yes. Like so, I good on him. Yeah,
1: it is. There is something, and like there's there are, nothing like it. There are parts of it, like the the the, the some of the opening seemed interminable to me. I was just like, Oh my God, please, please. Can we please move forward in some way? But then there were moments like the forging the weapon where I was just like, I don't fuck. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah, man. I, this, I have no I, idea I, yeah. how we got here, but fuck. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I told John, I was like, we, we're, we have to. I have to watch this movie again, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, Podcast Land. I'm gonna have to watch it under the influence sure.
1: of uh, something. And I think that's the way he wants you to watch it. I
0: think so. I mean, I, r- I really. The believe- fact
1: that like LSD is talked about so much in right. the movie, right? Um, right. So I guess on a on another not. So another, did
0: I, I answer? Your yes. Question. I what th- do you think?
1: I think. I think there are moments of sublime trash like you said I think there are, are moments of that I do think I don't know man I do think there's a world in which maybe there's a little more storytelling that that we could use sure Um, but I don't know that he cares I don't know if
0: he cares
1: and so I can...
0: I was gonna say you know it's like what the original Suspiria
1: right um, well let me ask you this is this a horror movie to you Cause I do think the original for all of Argento's insanity, right, right, right. I, or whatever, do, I do I think *Suspiria* is a horror
0: is movie. movie. I don't think so. I
1: don't either. Yeah,
0: and like, and I think I, I, actually asked myself this question in the middle of the movie. I was like,
1: am I watching? And that's how it's marketed.
0: Yeah, it's marketed like, as a horror movie. Yeah. I don't think it is. I, I, I think it's like a weird road warrior meets. I don't know what it means. Yeah, like,
1: but on a, like if you had Road Warrior on a smaller scale m- made by a director who was trying to do some things <laughs> that had nothing to do with story, I, yeah. So it becomes a sort of like an action over-the-top sort of revenge piece. I mean, yeah. the action isn't really even the word because not a lot happens.
0: Right. Oh, we didn't talk about... The the
1: chainsaw. Oh yeah! Oh my god! We gotta talk about that. that, that Talk
0: talk about this. Okay,
1: so we've gone through like mythical weapon forging, but when we get to like (laughs) the guy before the 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 Jesus, it's like not yeah. The Jesus, if the Jesus guy is the final boss in Uh video game terms, like this is the guy you have to fight to get to the final boss. Cage is. We met him with just a normal chainsaw. Mythical weapon has gone gone by the wayside, right. and so when he comes into his final battle, he's just back to having his normal chainsaw. And the dude he fights has <laughs> the longest chainsaw in the history of Ever. the world. <laughs> it was funny; like
0: that ha- they had to know what they were yes. doing. Like that, that was had, a joke that moment. That had to be a joke
1: moment, right? And that like, was like a rainy moment to right. me, right? Cause he pulls the chainsaw, like, oh, he's got a chainsaw, just, it and it just, just keeps, keeps coming. Going. It keeps coming, and then they full-on chainsaw fight, dude. Yeah,
0: that was insane, <laughs> insane. insane, and that was a good kill. Yes, like that it was. was that was a really brilliant how I, how that guy dies in
1: the in the review that called it a masterpiece. I can't remember if it was on Vulture or something, but this this person loved it, loved it. <laughs> I and, can see that. Sure, and was like, and you know what? <laughs> I've never seen another movie that has so much heart and a chainsaw fight. <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of true. I mean, it's kind of true. You have a lovely sort of marriage. They, they like, do have a lovely marriage. It's like there's they, nothing they, cynical about no, it. It's they,
0: they have actually created
1: their own little their, world, their
0: own ideal little world in their window house in the forest. Forest. Yeah. And, and, they're they're different kind of people Uh uh-huh they're they're, i guess i would say they're not your typical cinema no and there's even man and leading lady. there's
1: even a moment like the very beginning of the movie like after he cuts the tree in ultra slow-mo or whatever and gets on Mm -hmm. the helicopter like him and his partner being choppered back right and his friend or his workmate whatever offers him a beer Mm -hmm. and nick cage turns it down and at first I was like, "Oh, is he recovering alcohol?" But no, I think it's just like no, it's just he's like, super excited to go see his wife. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't need a beer, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And so I think that even from the beginning sets up that like they really have figured it out. So when she gets burned alive, um, you understand like the yes yeah, this, this is he's lost everything. He's
0: lost everything mm-hmm. because that are the world they've built is their world. Right.
1: And so that somehow that sort of romantic world yeah. also culminates in a, a, chainsaw, a chainsaw fight. It's fight. so fucking weird. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess like a, a some, on these lines, because it is so weird, but maybe I think a, a step up from some of the stuff he's done recently. What, what do you, how does a career have the, arc of Nicolas Cage, is there another actor that you can think of that remotely has the same sort of career arc as Nick Cage?
0: I don't... I can't think of it. And he... I mean, and, and because of it, he has been the object of ridicule. Mm-hmm. Like, he... He Because... Children. He was huge in the eighties. Absolutely, huge. and in and, and, and in into the nineties, into the nineties. I mean, and like I don't know when the switch happened, but at his height, at his height, he was doing, he was making millions of I mean, millions and millions of dollars, yeah. and and was like that one could, one of the highest paid
1: actors. Heroes. Yeah, yeah, and that was what was even I think so unique about him, and maybe there are other guy, uh, other sorry actors, many women who have done this. Generally, with action, though we're dealing we're, right back then we're very much dealing with men. He could do the biggest fucking action movie in the world, like right. the rock or con air right um those were huge movies right. huge fucking movies, but then and he, turn around and you see him in in leaving Las Vegas right, and you don't question it because he was that sort of like bizarre and he's very, range. like he's
0: versatile like i I think the last movie I saw with him. That I was like, wow, he is really doing the work here. Is I don't know if you've seen it, it's called The Weatherman. Yes. And it's like a little independent movie. And he's brilliant. He's brilliant in it. In it. He's brilliant in it. And
1: and in Raising Arizona, comedic genius. Comedic genius. Him and Holly Hunter, and then everyone who plays around them, Francis McDormand and all them. And it's John the fucking Cohen Brothers, yeah. Goodman, of course, yeah. But like him and Holly Hunter together, comedic genius. Genius. Like, it is a clinic on comedy. Yes.
0: It's, I mean, he, like, it's incredible. And I feel like this is what I think. (coughs) I think that, you know, he is, he's, you know, there's a difference. You, you have crotch actors and you have, (laughs) and you have, Brain actors, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. And brain actors sit down and think about everything, and they come into the room and they're absolutely prepared, and that that's fantastic. Like mm-hmm. you do, and then you have crotch actors, uh-huh. and Nicolas Cage is, in my opinion, a crotch actor where you don't. He just goes from his gut,
1: and you have he, you don't know what it's going to be. No
0: idea what the fuck is going to happen on that day. Some the, it might be brilliant. It might my, it might be trash. There was
1: a rumor. That when he was, I think I actually read this. I know I read it. I don't know if it's actually true. That's just what I should say. Um, that when he was working on Peggy Sue Got Married. Uh-huh. He.
0: Which is a great movie. Great
1: movie. And he makes a bizarre choice. Uh-huh. What a lot of us would call a bizarre choice. And I think it works. Like, the yeah. way he plays that role. There's rumor that Francis Ford Coppola, who is his uncle. His uncle. Like, Nick Cage is born Nicholas Coppola. Right. Was like, came up and was like, Nick, what the fuck are you doing to right. my movie? And he was like, Uncle Francis, you trust me. Just trust me. Yeah. And they were like, and then even like apparently Kathleen Turner was like, just trust him. Yeah. And it's, it's brilliant. And it's played in a way that nobody else would have played that role. Right. Right.
0: Right. There's, there's a a story in, uh, about Moonstruck, mm -hmm. uh, where, you know, he plays like a very kind of like, uh, I don't know, put upon brooding. Yeah soul right like uh-huh. sad to, to, an, to
1: almost an absurd extent to an
0: absurd extent he based his entire character i read this somewhere also on like a painting there's a painting and it's like it has nothing to do with anything but it's like this painting of this guy who's like lifting his hand up to the heavens or something
1: and like. this is what he went and, with and
0: you know there's that scene where when share goes to see him in the bakery to you know whatever and he goes uh Ronnie has his bride. Ronnie has his life. <laughs> what? And he and, does the, thing, he with does the thing with yeah. his hand. And that was like where the entire character came
1: that from. That is so crazy.
0: And like, Norman Jusson's like, okay. Okay. And, he, like, and it totally and works. It totally works. Um, but I think he needs, I think he does need to be reigned in. in. And I think <coughs> some of the stuff that he's done that's disastrous
1: he's not has
0: is because some but nobody no, nobody has
1: reigned in And hand. I and I think part of it is you look at the things where he is in really good regardless of style or uh-huh. regardless of genre you're usually dealing with directors who are sort of a list, yeah, powerful like Coppola, the Cohens, even Norman Jewison, Norman yeah. Jewison, even Conair, I think it's like yeah. Michael Bay or whatever. Yeah. You have people who can probably be like, great, I love it, Nick, but
0: but dial it yeah. down or and something. where
1: if you if you are a director who is just. Thrilled to have gotten Nick Cage in your little movie because he had to buy a third house or a dinosaur egg or whatever the fuck he's doing. <laughs> you might, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> you might not be willing to or even able to. Right, you
0: may think like you you don't have the power. I don't have the power to tell yeah. Nick
1: Cage how to act.
0: Did he buy a dinosaur I, egg,
1: dude? I think so.
0: You know, I think you know. I think this is part of the reason that he had. To, that he had to make some of, some these, of movies these movies, movies is, that he's made is because spends a lot of money. He, he had a lot of money. He was making a lot, a of lot, money. a lot money, of yeah. money and nobody was telling him no. And I don't know if it was he was trying to protect his money or what it was. But he for a while there, he was really kind of just like dropping coins yeah. and all sorts of crazy shit. Like so much so that he, he bought the LaLaurie mansion yes. in New Orleans because it's like that weird... Right mansion that's haunted. And he just bought that shit. And he just bought it because he could. Yeah. And then he couldn't pay the taxes Taxes on it because it's in the fucking French Quarter. Yeah.
1: And it's not his only property. And it's not the 1990s anymore. So he's not getting $20 million a picture or whatever. So then he
0: started making these movies just to be able to pay his back taxes. Right.
1: Which is how you get and I'm not knocking the movie, like Season of the Witch and like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Rebecca Kennedy, friend of ours, friend in, of, Season, of, in the Witch, Season of the Witch kinda launched her horror career. And so it's, it's like,
0: great. you know, she's in Season of the Witch and that's fantastic. But it's I mean It's a different thing. It's a different thing. And I it I I it has elements that I like, mm-hmm. but He's not at his best no, in that movie. No, he's
1: not, and and that's happened many times. Many, many,
0: many times when you're going like, oh, oh my man. god, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, and so it's such which a...
0: brings us to the remake of one of <sighs> our favorite movies,
1: The Wicker Man. The
0: Wicker Man. Are we going to talk about that? Uh, I
1: he well, I... first of all, Oof.
0: first of all, the remake of The Wicker Man is written and directed by Neil Labute.
1: Yeah, and s-
0: and so, so that has its my things.
1: problems with that movie with the remake are not, do not solely hinge on Nick Cage. No, However, right. I don't know what the fuck he's doing in half of that yeah, movie. Yeah, I me
0: mean neither. But I also think it's because this is, Neil Labute. I actually love him as a playwright. I know a lot of people have problems with him as a playwright. I like his stuff. Great. I like it. It's it's. And
1: you've done a bunch of I've it.
0: I've done a bunch of it. I just don't, I sometimes don't think it's a good idea for a playwright or a writer to direct their own stuff. Yeah. And I just don't think Neil Butte's a director.
1: There are very and you're right. I mean there are I think very few people who can who can. Um, yeah. um who can actually do that. But but he has some moments in that movie that are so bizarre. The bees! The bees, Not yeah. The bees. You're the biggest coward of them all! Like they just don't, it just doesn't Right. It, it's like you could see him trying to, to do to, the to thing, do thing and it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um so it's, it is such a bizarre career and it's weird and I, I love Nick Cage and even on like a like weird human level, I used to watch the Academy Awards. I haven't in a long time because I no longer give a shit, but yeah, I used immediate. to give a shit about that. And the year Sophia Coppola won for best adapted or best, uh, original screenplay, I think for Lost in Translation, mm-hmm. you know, that's his first cousin. Yeah. When she won, Nick Cage's reaction in the audience is one of the most genuine displays of joy I have ever seen.
0: What what did he do? He just
1: stood up and just started yelling. And I was like, it is like a weird, yes, like, I... they're this Hollywood royalty and all of these things that family comes from. And I was like, that's his little cousin because he's cousin. significantly older than she who just won her first Academy Award for writing mm-hmm. because she had dealt with some, a lot of bullshit because of her role in Godfather three yeah. that she didn't want and yeah. didn't ask for and, and did her dad a favor. And
0: you know what? I don't fucking care. I love her. Me too. And I love her in that movie and too. And
1: in that moment, I, and I clearly it has stuck with me. I mean, this was a long time ago and I, I really like that movie Lost in translation, but just like, it was like, this is just a dude who is so thrilled for his little cousin and being Italian and all of that shit. Like when I don't get to see them any much anymore, but like my first cousins, like that was as close to siblings. It's like your
0: siblings. Yeah.
1: And so it was just a, like, like really you, you lo- lovely it. moment, yeah, yeah and that, that has stuck it. with me, yeah. And so I've always like, despite all of his crazy or whatever, I've always been like, but deep down, like that's a genuine dude that's who his really family, who cares about cares his, family.
0: his family. Yeah, I love that. There's also a story like when he gets excited, you know, because. Like you said, they're Hollywood royalty. He's a Coppola. Yeah. And so he grew up. And then was, you know, a what, star in his own yeah, right. And Jason, what's his Schwartzman, name? Who Schwartzman, who's also a Coppola. Jason Schwartzman, who's also a Coppola. They're cousins, mm-hmm. Sophia Coppola, Jason, and Nicholas. They're all, all cousins. cousins. And so they grew up making little movies, movies together in their backyard yeah. or, you know, whatever. And I read that when he's on a movie and he gets excited, He will scream at the director like he'll be like, I'm getting that Super 8 feeling. I'm getting that Super 8 (laughs) feeling, which is like him and his cousins making Making movies just out of the pure love of Of making making a movie, you know, on a little Super 8 camera. Yeah. Right. And
1: that's kind of lovely.
0: It is lovely. And it's kind of like.
1: And I, I, Yeah, I read an interview like just got delving into Coppola lore. So Jason Schwartzman's mother is Talia Shire. Right. Talia Shire is Francis Ford Coppola's sister. And she
0: plays Connie. She plays
1: Connie in The Godfather and, and Adrian in and Rocky. Right. But he calls her Aunt Tally because she's his fucking aunt. And I read an interview with him that just was randomly, they were like, is it hard? And he was like, well, when I was coming up, like Aunt Tally is who I would call. Mm-hmm. And she would sort of talk me through, like... It's it's this isn't this doesn't define you like it was just like this right. really lovely like family stuff that I don't know why that has stuck with me so much because but it because
0: you know why because like Hollywood is so much bullshit it's true right it really is and it's like you and I I mean I I lived there very sure. very very briefly yeah. but it we all know it is right you know and and it's very surface and everybody wants something from someone mm-hmm. right it's the nature of that of business. business and. And just to know that this family, for as bajillionaires as they are, uh-huh. right? That there's still some element of, of, of family values. Just normal sort of normal. familial stuff. Yeah. yeah it's kind and of nice. I, it is. And it's, you know, whatever. I don't care what anybody says. You being Italian, me being Hispanic, and we view family in very much the same way. Yes. Yes. It's just, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. That, that still can exist. This
1: just seems like, my like my grandmother's living room table. Right, they just happen to be multi fucking millionaires. Right, yeah. exactly.
0: It's like, it's the same. It's like when I see my nieces and nephews who are all cousins with each other. Like actually, you know, my niece who's who's got this band, dude, who's band blow, is fantastic, she's blowing up, yeah, she's hitting it big, and her cousins, including my children get to her shows as much as they can and it's like she's post every single cousin every single niece or nephew that i have across the has country has gone to go has, has gone. gone to see her and the, you know it's just that like family pride yeah. of like i'm going to support my baby cousin yeah you know yeah and it's nice Ooh, to i see used to that. let
1: play with me when we right. were kids right. even if she annoyed the fuck out of me right right it's yeah. just
0: really really Nice. I can't tell you. I went to go see her. She was here in Dallas, and I was just watching her, and I didn't. I was suddenly overcome with so much pride. Right. Watching her, and I imagine it's you know like that. Yeah.
1: So. I guess that's a very long way of saying, like, I love Nick Cage, man. I
0: love Nick Cage.
1: Unironically.
0: Unironically. Sorry, Dante. I, you know, and I'm sure that deep down, <laughs> he he pr- probably does love him. Yeah. I mean, we've had this conversation before. We've had this conversation of, like, we'll sit and watch. Dante likes Moonstruck also. And we'll uh-huh. sit and watch Moonstruck together. And we're like, wow, like, he's doing something. Good, yeah, work, and he's on screen with like some great actors. Actors, yeah. he's on screen with Vincent Gardinia and Olympia Dukakis, and and uh, John Mahoney, and you know, and Cher, who does a yeah. great. Oh, job she's in great this in movie. that
1: movie. I think that's probably the best, best, best thing she's ever. I done? mean, movie wise. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to knock Cher uh, as an. Awesome no, I pop think star, I think but, she's yeah.
0: fantastic in that movie. And so, it's yeah, yeah,
1: and like he is even even I will say this. Usually, even if it's a a a not a good movie, kind of a crappy movie or whatever, he's rarely boring, and that is something to to say. He's always doing something because even some of the best sometimes are just fucking boring. He
0: is he he'll never be boring. (laughs) He's he's always
1: trying to do (laughs) Do something. Yeah, Um, you know. So we
0: didn't talk a lot about horror.
1: That's all right. Hey man, that's we're we're about culture. We're about the people. We are. We are. Um, I think part of that is because. I think neither of us really knew going into going into Mandy what it was. Right. Um, but I had it heard some things, but way. it was sort of like I thought it was going to be a little more horror. But that's all right. So here's a question to tie it back to Mandy: Do, do you recommend it? I do. Okay.
0: I do, but do f- I, I I feel like uh, I don't know. You go first. What were you? Gonna no, say? Do I was going to say it? I
1: do. I don't. I don't think it's everyone's yeah. cup of tea. Yeah.
0: Okay. Here it is. Yeah. Here it is. I. I wouldn't say like everybody. You've got, got to, to go, go see and him. watch. But you know, I know a few people out there who listen to us that I'm definitely going to contact and I'd be going, like,
1: "Dude, you, got, you should, you you should have watch to watch Mandy. this movie, yeah. right?
0: Just like I did, just like Spencer did with you. Please watch this movie and tell me what this yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, just and his like,
1: was even like he just wanted. He still. I don't think. He, I don't. He doesn't know if he likes it. He's uh-huh. just like, please, I have to talk to someone to about this. Someone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. And it's like me. I, you know, I recommended it to my son, and for the same reason, I was like, please, I just please watch it and tell me what you think. I would absolutely recommend it to my daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, There are other people where I'm like, yeah, you, you gotta, but I
1: think like, like you said,
0: of all all the movies
1: we had to watch stone cold, fucking sober. I can't believe it was this one. Yeah. You know, cause we had, both of us were sort of lucky and had a break for a while, which is very rare, especially that we would have a break at the same time. Uh And then that just all went away. It all went away. <laughs> like on that
0: day. So we yeah. were like, okay, I'm going to have to watch it when I can watch it. Yeah. And for me, it was in the morning. For you, it was late at night. Yeah. And I, yeah, like 10 minutes into it, I was like, God
1: damn, damn it. Yeah.
0: yeah damn. <laughs> I wish I didn't have to be, I wish I didn't have to be anywhere tonight.
1: tonight yeah. I um, think
0: I said that to you.
1: Yes. So yeah, but I do think for certain people, it'll be, will really enjoy it and even if not even if the whole thing doesn't work because I don't necessarily I don't think the whole I don't thing think works. the whole
0: thing works but the
1: moments that do are so different and unique and, and whatever weird. that it's like man hey like it's 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 different than any movie you've seen probably it
0: is it it is a trip
1: uh-huh absolutely yes that, in in, that, in in the truest sense that yeah.
0: is what it is it is a trip uh-huh <laughs> so strange. And, uh, yeah, I yeah. guess so that's, that's Mandy. so strange. <laughs>
1: um, not uh, strange were the tacos we had. They were delicious. Delicious.
0: Taxco, taqueria. Uh, we have a tiny bit of time left. We We don't usually talk about our theatrical endeavors on this show, but I just, you know... You should plug your show, man. Oh,
1: thanks, man. Um, if you are in the Dallas area, I have a show that's opening tonight, which is a Monday. Uh, it runs through February 24th. The Manufactured Myth of Evelyn Flynn at Theater 3. It's a new crazy musical. It does have a couple moments of horror. It
0: does have a couple sort of, moments of horror. Or over. parodies, parodies yeah. of horror
1: and nightmare moments.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, I'd love for you to go see it. Also, I guess a shout-out. We always shout-out Jim John Make Noise. But Jim of Jim John Make Noise is Jim Kinzer. He just had his first novel published. Yeah,
0: he just had his first novel uh, published. Which it's is
1: called, great. oh God, I have it and I can't remember. Um, Behold, uh-huh. we may rock you. <laughs> um, it's on Amazon. Uh, it's on Amazon. So go check it out. Jim's a great writer. He's incredibly He's funny. Very funny. Very yeah. funny. That's yeah, all I got. I,
0: I think, I think that's it. Uh, we're, we're gonna, our Kickstarter's almost ready to yes, go. Yes. Um, oh God,
1: I just, I'm excited for people to see it and the, right. the those, people who have been helping us with it are doing some really great stuff. So we're excited to get it out there and it should be very soon.
0: Yeah. Super soon. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't know what we're going to talk about next time. We'll regroup. We'll figure it out. Like we always do, but we couldn't figure out Mandy. Uh, so thank you. We're Terra and tacos and we'll talk at you later. Bye. Bye.